All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. DDD, rep the team. All right. And so, obviously, we weren't with you guys this weekend, so we have a wild weekend of basketball to get into. And we're going to start all the way back with Friday and some of the good games that happened there. Before I start with the good games, let's start with the amazing performance. The Nuggets face the Cavs and they end up winning 120-103 behind 50 points from Jamal Murray. Unbelievable 50. Um, first player in NBA history at 50 without taking a single free throw. Great game for him. Nikola Jokic came out as well, 16. 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and even Michael Porter gave them 22 as the Cavs really just didn't have any answers like they haven't in um, most of this stretch now. Uh, Darnell, what would you see out of this game? Yeah, Jamal Murray went nuclear. Like, anytime you can score 50 points without getting to the free throw line, that's amazing. Like, 8 for 10 from 3, 21 for 25 from the field. Like, he's putting up numbers that you would think that he shot most of his points just point-blank range, but he put up an amazing performance, something from him that we haven't seen since the bubble. You got a good performance out of Michael Carter-Williams. I mean, not Michael Carter-Williams, Michael Porter Jr. And Jokic didn't have to do much. He gave you 16, 12, and 10. That's a pedestrian game by his own standards. And for the Cavs, we know they can't struggle. They can't score a lot of points. They got decent performance out of the starters, everyone in double digits. But having so many players out, Tori and Prince was added to the list, including Larry Nance, Kevin Love. We know the Andre Drummond situation. The bench is going to be depleted. So they're not – they don't have a lot of high-end talent. So they're not going to win a lot of these games against high-powered offenses, man. That was another example on Friday. Tom, what did you say? Yes, I mean, Denver played a team that can't score, can't defend. They've been struggling. They can't win any games at this point. Um, Jokic didn't have to do too much. He got a regular, you know, got one of his regular triple doubles, 16, 12, and 10, you know, and he just let Jamal and Michael Porter, you know, carry the offensive load tonight. Obviously, you know, Murray carried it way more than, Michael Porter, but he did contribute because Michael Porter's been struggling recently scoring. But, yeah, I mean, we know Jamal's capable of, you know, holding at any point, and tonight was just one of those nights. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Jamal Murray, explosive game, explosive performance from him. Um, Probably a little mad he didn't get in the All-Star game, so. Hey, man, had he been doing this all season, he definitely would have been there had he been trying to do anything like this. Um, yeah, if he'd been putting up 50 uh, every game, you know, he would have been a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would, have, he would have a great shot. Still don't know if he, don't know if he would have gotten in over Luka, but anyway, moving on. The Sixers beat the Bulls 112-105. Um, in this one, Embiid as well. So two guys scoring 50 on that same night. 50 points, 17 rebounds, five assists for Joel Embiid. No Ben Simmons again and no issues. Um, even 
went through Seth Curry um, shooting two for 11 from the field. Tobias, also, he did chip in uh, 22 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists. Just needs someone else to be out there. Interesting note for the Sixers, Mike Scott went out there for nine minutes. It was a minus 20. Um, one of the reasons that this was still a game. And um, for the Bulls, Zach Levine, just nine of 28 from the field, two for 10 from deep, did have 30, but he was a minus 13 out there. He was, he was shot a little bit better. Uh, Kobe White struggling as well, four for 11. We know if those two don't perform, they're going to lose the game. Um, so, Dom, what did you see out of this one? No, without Ben Simmons there, it's always harder for the Sixers to win games. So, you know, Embiid had to go out there and he had to put up 50 to beat the Bulls by seven. So I think that says everything that we need to know, like, about the team. Embiid had to have a career night in order to beat the Bulls by seven. And I think it says a lot about the Bulls, too. Like I've, like I've said about them before, like, they, they really do. They just – they just fight and claw with everybody. Again, Simmons wasn't there. If Simmons was there, I, I don't know if the game's this close. But, you know, either way, they do they do fight, you know, with a lot of teams. You know, he's not he's not as good as him, obviously, but Levine, like, he does have to he does have to take the twenty eight shots. It's like the same thing as uh Lillard almost where Lillard kind of has to because, like, at this point, there's no, like, real offensive star with him without CJ there. Because when CJ's there, they can just, like, split up the shots. But, like, he has to take them. And then when you look at the Bulls, there's no real, like, offensive stars out there besides Levine either. So he really does have to, you know, take his 30 shots. The same thing we've been criticizing them for. It's kind of necessary for them to be in the games. And what we've seen is, you know, the Trailblazers win more of them, but it really does keep them in the games when when they do this. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Embiid was the best player on the court, and, you know, he had a career night. So that's what that came down to. Um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for Chicago – I agree with a lot Dom said about Levine. I think he, right now, especially with no Laurie marketing, they have to play through somebody and someone has to get the shots. And if Kobe White's going to go four for 11, one for five and three, I guess Zach Levine's, yeah, I guess Zach Levine's cleared to go two for 10 from three and nine for 28 from the field. He only had 30 points because he went 10 from 10 from the free throw line, but. You know, it was a struggle out there for Chicago from the field. They really didn't have anybody for Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, 50 points, plus 22 out there, six offensive rebounds, like got to the free throw line 17 times. That just shows that he was aggressive all night. They had no answers. And when he's playing like that, the Sixers are one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and the entire NBA. And they proved it against a Chicago team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, you know, Chicago, they're going to try. I, I don't really necessarily blame Zach Levine, but he, he does have to be. I mean, you want to shoot it 28 times. You do have to be a little bit better. Um, yeah, for sure. And they did the best that they could. Now, moving on. 
The Raptors came from behind down 11 and beat the Timberwolves 86-81 behind, as we know. Timberwolves are one of the worst closing teams in the league, and we will actually get to that in a minute and what happened because of that. But none of that matters. I'm sorry, Norman Powell, your 31 doesn't matter. Fred Van Fleet, four for 20. None of that came from behind. That's all nice and good. There's only one moment from this game. There's only one reason we're doing it. The man went three for 14, but he did what he wanted to do. He finally did it. The man broke the internet with one play. <laughs> Over a man. Wannabe. Ended everything. Right over him is one of, is the best dunk of the year so far. I don't think it's really close. I don't think there's going to be one better. No, it's probably not. It's pretty crazy. He that was more really the best over the man in recent memory. Yeah, fell down on top of him <laughs> to make all of it worse. <laughs> Just, it was it's pretty pretty bad scene. Uh, Darnell, what you what you see from the dunk? Yeah. <laughs> what did you see from the dunk? Yeah, I saw I saw Anthony Edwards. He went baseline, you know, went drove left, powerful drive right to his right hand, and it was a late contest, and he finished it, got the and one, broke the internet, and there was a couple reporters out there that had to ruin the moment. They had to bring up the fact that, okay, yeah, Zach, everyone's talking about Anthony Edwards and his dunk, but no one's talking about how he's three or fourteen from the field, oh seven with seven points and a minus thirteen. Oh fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> that was basically the reaction of the internet whenever they read anyone that wanted to bring that up. So that's my thoughts on that. You can't bring that up because he's always three or fourteen. That doesn't matter. That's not even news. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all just keep doing your job. If you don't call Anthony Edwards a dickhead, you do it before the dunk, like I did. But you don't do it now. You can't yeah. do it now. He did it. Uh, you know be, what he wanted to do. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm gonna be completely real with Shaw. Jamal Murray just dropped fifty. Joel Embiid just dropped fifty. But if we did this on Friday, he would have been my player of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. My favorite part of it all, right? So yeah. after the game, they asked him, how do you feel about the dunk? He was like, man, I don't care. We still lost the game. And then as soon as he went back in the locker room, he went right on Instagram and re and uh, reposted everybody saying, what a dunk. And I was like, oh, my God, this nigga don't get a fuck. <laughs> no. He had his moment in the sun, man. He got to soak it up. <laughs> but he went right right to the press and was like, "Man, I don't care about that dunk, man. We lost the game." I was like, "I was like, hey, man, at least at least slag on the reporters too. If you're just gonna go online to slag too, but hey, man." But then you know it started a whole it, it like two days later, Sunday on ESPN, they had a whole compilation of like the best dunks of all time. Yeah, like. They like, yeah, <laughs> like Anthony Edwards did that mm -hmm. on his own by dunking on a man and then him falling and then falling on top of the guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
And mind you, it's not like it was a guard. This dude, it's a it's a power forward. Let me see how tall Utah Watanabe is. He is six eight, and Edwards is six five. Six so five. he's taller than him too. Yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty amazing, and it was definitely the highlight of the weekend. No, yeah, it absolutely was. I just, yeah, not not much really else you can say. I mean, just dunked on a man and soul changed sports media. And no, he can't. He actually can't say to the media he cared because he knew what they would do. Turn right to that three for fourteen. Yeah, and that minus thirteen. But yep, it didn't matter. None of it. Yeah, the reporters are bitches, bro. They don't understand. They don't understand what we understand. Sometimes it's not about winning the game. Sometimes it's not about shooting efficiently. Sometimes you just got to make your mark. <laughs> and, he, and he made his fucking mark, bro. If there's anything he fucking did, he made his mark. Yep. Yeah, he did. People talked about that for two, three whole days. My man entered the history books. He don't even got to be a Hall of Famer. And he in the history books already as a rookie. Yeah. It's true. It's what he wanted. It's what he knew. Not only did he want it, he knew he was going to do it. He said, I'm going to do something. I'm either hit this game winner or I'm going to do something at some point. I don't care. Hey, hey, man. And he told us, he told us, I'm the best athlete you've ever seen. I'm the best athlete in the league. I can I can play basketball, football, tennis, baseball, hockey, lacrosse, golf, whatever the fuck you want. I'm gonna be the best at it. Hey man, I can't argue with him being the best athlete right now. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I dunk on DK Metcalf if they play one on one. Not DK Metcalf. Okay. <laughs> it's just unnecessary. Hmm. Hey, man, it's not necessary. DK is DK's the other rival for best athlete in the in sports right now, honestly. Is he? He's just making stuff up. You know what? Let's move on. I'm not even going to. DK up there. DK's up um, there. So the Clippers beat the Jazz 116-112 in a game where it just – Felt like the Clippers were going to lose it, but they did not. They held on late and won this one. Um, in this game, Dobbin Mitchell went crazy, 35 points. He was 12 for 27 from the field. He was trying to do all he could, obviously, for him. Rudy Gobert, 8 points, 15 rebounds. Um, Bogdanovich, 8 for 11 from the field with 23. Um, and in a weird – I think this is Conley's first game back or second game back. Um, and he had 16. Um, but no assists, and Clarkson went out there, 19 points, 9 for 17 off the bench. But this is one of the rare games that them having no other bench production really did hurt them. He's a minus 15 out there. Because for the Clippers, I mean, Kawhi was good, 10 for 24, 29 points. Um, and Paul George, 6 of 14, 15. They, didn't, they weren't really the answer. It was really Lou Williams and Marcus Morris off the bench. Lou, 8 for 14, plus 7 off the bench with 19 points. Rare exposure for him. Marcus Morris, 17 points, 7 rebounds off the bench. 7 of 11 shooting as well. Um, so, Dom, what would you see out of this one? I mean, the, the, the Jazz were just missing the offensive production. 
that the Clippers had off the bench for, for from their other players. You know, Mitchell, Mitchell and Kawhi did their thing. You know, um, Bonjanovic had 23. Conley has 16 of them, like you said. No assists. I don't know what's up with. I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, and then Clarkson had his 19, but, you know, Lou Will was able to match him with the 19. Marcus Morris was able to put up 17. Uh, Patrick Beverly had 17. Paul George had uh, nearly efficient. You know, it, was, it was efficient enough, 15. So, you know, I mean, it was a pretty even game. It came down to four points. It's just the Clippers just had a contribution from there non-star players than the, uh, than the Jazz had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell, what did you say? Yeah, I think the game was simple. It, I think it came down to that first quarter where the Clippers won 31-23. And if you were watching the game, you remember Utah got off to a slow start, especially Donovan Mitchell. He ended up finishing 12 for 27, but it was a late surge that got him you know, even that high as far as his field goal percentage. And he finished with 35, but looking at the numbers, he had 0 for 4 shooting in the first quarter, and you got 9 from Mike Conley. So looking at the entire the entire game, they wanted to get more out of Jordan Clarkson. He was inefficient as, as well. One for seven from three. He couldn't get any of his threes to go. A lot of that uh, is the reason that Conley couldn't get a lot of assists out there. And Royce O'Neal played 37 minutes and gave you zero points. All of that, and you lose by four. Basically, the Jazz are one of the better teams in the NBA. We know that. But the Clippers are right there as well. And the Clippers played and had a few more contributing players that are out of their role players, and that was the biggest difference in the game. I mean, I wouldn't call Clarkson necessarily inefficient. He was 9-17. He just, he just couldn't make his threes. But yeah, that's what probably, I meant, his threes. Probably, yeah, they probably threw Beverly right on him. And, you know, Beverly's more of a perimeter defender, so he was probably all up in his grill when he was trying to shoot threes. But, you know. Yeah. Carson, um, he he made most of his layups and most of his like shots inside the paint, but he just couldn't get his threes to fall. He for the most part this year, I think they said in the numbers he's one of the he leads like he's all three basically all threes and layups this year. Yeah. So Oh yeah, the Jazz the Jazz take the least um the Jazz take the least mid-range shots of any team in the league. I just saw that yesterday. And, you know, Clarkson's, Clarkson's been more of a slasher for a while. It was it was ever since he had that conversation with Kobe. <laughs> ever since Kobe told him, bro, you be going to the hole like a nigga. I'm going to need you to start going to the hole like a dark-skinned nigga. <laughs> ever since Kobe told him that, <laughs> Clarkson, 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 been, Clarkson been a slasher ever since. He said, fuck these dumbass shots. Fuck these dumbass jump shots. <laughs> Kobe was the GOAT, man. <laughs> really told that man that, too. <laughs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, I really just think, you know, Clippers bench just played well. I mean, I don't even think it was necessarily anything the Jazz did wrong. Royce has to score, but I mean, he's still plus two. So eh. it was just one of the rare days where the Clippers got a lot of bench reduction. Um, and they would kind of look like they did last year when they were getting a lot of that. You know, it's just Jay that don't jack threes. <laughs> yeah. That too. Um, so moving on, the Warriors beat the Hornets on Saturday. They did not have well, Steph Curry was marked out right before the game. Um, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And the Warriors still took them right down to the buzzer. Um, Oubre and Wiggins both played well. If 15 for Wiggins, 19 points. Oubre, 9 for 19, 25. They were doing really all they could, could on defense. But the issue really was just Mark Mulder was out there being a minus 22 in 16 minutes. They took him off. They tried. And everyone else, Wanamaker, Lee, Pascal, did all they could off the bench, but it just wasn't enough as Terry Rozier hit a last-second game winner behind his 36 points for assists. Um, Lomelo, a rare off game for him, 7.7 assists, five turnovers on three of 10 shooting. Lake Monk as well, he's been good, three of 11, but it didn't matter. The Hornets just eke one out over the Warriors. Um, Dom, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, I mean, the Warriors fought back for it, you know. We didn't Ubre Ubre had a good game in those two games, you know, consecutively. He put up, I think, 20 – he put up about 25 each time, somewhere around there. He put up 26 on Friday and the 25. And then, um, you know, Wiggins had, a, Wiggins had a good game, 8 for 15. Not as, much, not as many points as you want, but Steph's not going to be there, but he was still pretty good. You know, Wanamaker contributed with, with uh, 14, even though he shot 5 for 15. Pascal and Lee had a good game. Lee's been struggling, but he came back with some, you know, clutch points. But I mean, we know if Steph was there, you know, they probably would have won this game. But you know, missing Steph hurt because they just lost that extra boost of production that he would have given them, and they lost defense. Down to you know, Terry Rozier. Just having one of those – we know Terry Rozier is another one of those hot – like, at, at any point, you know, at any point he can give you 30 – his 36, his 40. At any point he can give you his four, his six. So, you know, he's just one of those type of players where if he has a good night, they have a better chance of winning. And even if LaMelo has an off night, you know, it was just without Steph – the, the Warriors just didn't have enough offense. Like, normally with Steph, they, they're normally at least in, like, the 110s. Not always, but, like, they have a better shot to hit, like, the 110, 120s. But without them, their offense is going to stall a little more. So, a lower, so it's going to look like a lower-scoring game. And in that case, you know, the, the, the Hornets have a better chance. They had a true closer out there, really. <laughs> Not a true closer. I wouldn't call Kit Terry like a true, but somebody that's capable more than anybody on Golden State. Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for me, it was simple. It came down to no Steph Curry. I thought if 
Steph Curry played this game probably wouldn't have been close. Steph Curry's always played Charlotte well, being a Charlotte native. And I think they, they were missing that point guard out there on the floor. Normally Draymond plays that role, but as you see, he only had three assists in his 31 minutes, mainly because he can't create threes for Steph and his off-ball movement. That's a major part of their offense and having that having no Steph or Clay out there. They really don't have any offensive threats out there running around. So you don't really have to respect their offense as much. And for Charlotte, it really came down to them getting that loose ball. And they got the jump ball at the end of the fourth quarter with Golden State up two. Draymond gets ejected. Terry Rozier gets two free throws to tie the game. They get the ball back, and Terry Rozier hits an amazing game-winning walk-off buzzer beater. One of the closer games you're going to see, and we had to pick the game of the night for Saturday. That would have been my definite choice. Didn't you get, like, two texts in, in the same play? And yep. get ejected. This was all with under 10 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Well, that made one of my answers easy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Not two texts. Not two texts in 10 seconds. Not two texts on one play with 10 seconds left in the game. I mean, oh, it's something we knew. It's something we knew last year. They're not he's mm-hmm. he's not effective without Steph or Clay out there. But damn, bro. <laughs> He'd have been effective enough uh, to win the game if he didn't do that. <laughs> hey, man, you also forget that he's part stupid, too. Yeah, he is. Damn, Draymond. We know pro- problem and solution all in one, <laughs> wrapped <laughs> together. Uh. Speaking of problems and solutions, the Wizards end up being the Trailblazers 118 to 111. In this game, Bradley Beal, another great game for 37 points, 16 for 27 from the field. He did have five turnovers. And Russell Westbrook, 11 for 17 from the field, one attempted three pointer, five of seven from the free throw line. He did have seven turnovers, but hey, you can't get everything. 27 points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists, sorry, 11 rebounds for him. And Robin Lopez off the bench, 10 points, 11 rebounds, plus 25. Um, for the Blazers, hey, man, a rare game recently where both Anthony and Simons did not show up. Um, Carmelo, 2 for 10 off the bench. Simons, 2 for 10 as well. Um, and in this one, they got Dane, 10 for 30, 35 points, 12 assists, but it wasn't enough. Trent as well, 6 for 16. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? It's something I've been saying for. Well, I said like the last game. Like, there's something different about this team. I don't know what, but it seems like they're clicking. It seems like they're just – I mean, they're healthier than they were. <laughs> That's one thing. Because they – could as bad as they are, they were struggling with injuries all of the start of the season. So, you know, now players are coming back. They're fulfilling the roles. We know Rui. <clears throat> we know Rui is a really good slasher. He gave them, you know, 17 points, 5 of 12, with eight free throws attempted, seven made. 
you know, Bradley Bill, best scorer in the league outside of maybe like Harden and stuff. Or Kyrie. He's top he's top five. But, you know, he's he's in the he's in the number one discussion for best scorer in the league. Um <clears throat> but really well, I think and, and Westbrook was amazing, obviously, with his twenty with his efficient twenty seven point triple double. But really what it came down to is I think that, you know, they were finally able to do what many teams haven't been doing. And they're abusing the fact. They were abusing the fact that the Port- Portland doesn't have a backup center. They don't have a backup center at all. Like Collins, Collins is like a power forward. He only played a minute. But Rob, whenever Cantor wasn't out there, you know, Robin Lopez was just out there scoring and, you know, getting rebounds and stuff like that. You know, he has six offensive rebounds. So, you know, all of his points came from putback dunks, every single one of them. I'm, I'm certain of it. And then he went to the foul line. He shot four or six from the free throw line. So, you know, I just think it came down to Washington. Washington was never as bad as they were at the start. But they're just they're just clicking now. And, again, you know, Portland's missing people as well. So, I mean, they've been, they've been playing really well recently. And, you know, Westbrook and Dame have that little – Rivalry, so you know Westbrook probably played dumb hard on him and everything. You know, it was probably all up in his face, contributing to the ten of thirty night. So, but even then, Lillard is liable to do that at any time. But again, like like we like we've been saying, he has to take thirty shots. It's not like Boston, where there's three of them, so they don't all have to take thirty, <laughs> but. Since since his Lillard and it's not like a CJ or anybody else there, him and like Levine, they do have to take like the thirties, and even Beal because Westbrook's like you know Westbrook's not quite a scorer, so Beal kind of has to be around the thirty range as well. Absolutely, um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought that the Wizards they got good production out of Russell Westbrook. It was a rare Russell Westbrook signing for the season. He finished with 11 rebounds, 13 assists with his 27 points. And Bradley Beal continuing to score a little bit above his average at 37. And for the bench, they got for times. His average is 35, right? It's like 34 now, actually. Yeah, it's like 33, but it's it's around that range. Yeah. So no surprise out of Bradley Beal. And normally Bertans has been carrying that bench, but he only finished with six points, two of nine shooting, but still a plus 11, plus 25 out there for Robin Lopez. And for Portland, it was simple. Whenever they can get Damian Lillard to have a good shooting night from the field, they have a good chance to win the game, but 10 of 30 from the field. He did have 23 in the third quarter, but – in the fourth quarter, he wasn't as efficient, wasn't as effective, neither in the second quarter either. And those are the two quarters that you see that they struggle. And that was the biggest – or the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Those those are the biggest differences to me and why they couldn't keep up with Washington. But give Washington credit. They've been someone who's been ridiculed all season for their struggling performances. But – Lately, they seem to get the ball rolling when they had some positive news on the injury front, and 
It looks like they have a little bit of room to run headed in the All-Star break. Yeah, luckily, this conference is awful. So, they're, they are 13th as awful as they started off. Cleveland right back to 14th. Then Detroit right at 15th, like everybody predicted. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the Wizards, as they start getting a little interesting, they've won four in a row. And they play the Lakers tonight. <laughs> should, should, honestly, that should be an interesting game. They honestly should win the game. They they really should. Um, The Lakers suck without AD. Yeah, they're pretty bad. He's there. He's there. He's their whole entire defense. Yep. Amen. And speaking of which, all right. And so for our ESPN, actually, actually, this was on ABC. Game of the night, the Heat beat the Lakers by two, 96-94. Of course, as we know in this game, no Anthony Davis, but the Heat still end up pulling it out late in the game. Caruso had a chance for a jumper to send it to overtime, and he could not quite hit. And so for the Heat, pulling this one out, Jimmy Butler, 8 for 20 from the field, 24 points. Um, Bam out of bio, 16, 8 for 16 from the field. Kendrick Nunn was incredible, 27 points for him, and they needed all of them as they really just couldn't get production from anywhere else um, from that bench and no Drogic today. Um, for the Lakers, Kuzma, 23 points, led all their scores, and he was really, really good. Um, early in the game, started struggling late, though, 8 for 21 from the field. LeBron, 19 points, 9 assists, 9 rebounds. Seven for 21 out there, a rare and efficient game for LeBron. Um, one free from deep and five turnovers. And Harold tried with seven of 12 off the bench with 18 points and 10 rebounds. Um, so, Darnell, what did you see out there? Yeah, the Lakers, they're struggling without AD. They were a team that even when AD was out there, we were talking about how even though they were winning a lot of the games, there was some issues that we were seeing out there. And I think now that AD's out of the lineup, I think some of those issues are starting to come to the forefront. You see that they're not as deep as everyone assumes that they are because they yeah. have a lot of they have a lot of role players, but now they're asking the role players to play above their heads. And I think right now you see you see Kyle Kuzma, he scores 23, but you can't expect him to do that every night. You need everyone to play at their A game kind of for them to be as effective as they can be, and that's a lot to ask. You need LeBron to score 30, 35 points. He only gave you 19, but he was a plus 11, as he always is, because whenever you have to take him out the game, you see teams just make runs against LeBron teams, and it was no different against uh, Miami. Miami seems to have unlocked Kendrick Nunn. He was somebody who was out of the rotation earlier in the year, but he started off well. I think in the first quarter he had 15. He was 6-7 or seven from the field, 3-3 three or three from 3. Finished the game with 27. You got 24 from Jimmy Butler. He's been someone who's been in a facilitating role. He did a good job with his five assists, six from Bam. Miami's starting to figure out how they want to play. They got Tyler. did have Tyler Hero exit with a hip injury, so that's something we have to monitor. I think right now he's day-to-day, so not 
a biggest a big cause for concern. But if he is out for an extended period of time, then we're going to have to look at who's going to step up on their bench. But I think they had enough against the Lakers to sneak out a win, and they had a lot of – they had a chip on their shoulder, especially after how the finals ended. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts? I think it just came down to the Lakers – just don't have defense. They don't have a lot of defense out there, and their offense isn't particularly amazing either. I think we see that, you know, Schroeder goes out there and misses a bunch of shots, but he goes out there and he at least takes them. He's capable of making some of them. So without him, it's a bunch of people who try to, you know, play within their roles, but the problem is when LeBron's not out there, there's nobody that's good enough. They were... I know he was a plus three, but they really went at Mark every single play. Every every time Mark was out there, they just abused him on defense. Yeah. They went right at him. And, you know, I think it just came down to there was absolutely nobody out there that could stop Kendrick Nunn because, you know, when Kendrick is out there with Tyler and everything like that for the – for I think – Tyler was only out there for 13 minutes in the first half, but whenever they were, you know, Caruso would be on Tyler and then nobody would be on Kendrick. So then Kendrick would go out there and, you know, make his shots. And, you know, Wesley Matthews isn't that good on defense anymore. Um, You know, KCP tries, but he was out there fouling people early and stuff like that. So, and LeBron... If he goes seven, if he ever goes seven for twenty one, and they're not gonna win no games, so that's really what it comes down to. LeBron, LeBron has to be better. He's gonna be the leading MVP candidate, best player on the team, best player in the league. Go every all that gotta be better than seven twenty one. Yeah, I agree. I was man. I was disappointed because I was watching this game and down the stretch, LeBron really could have, by his standards, obviously, my opinion, either the GOAT or the second best player of all time. He could have easily won this game. It, it almost seemed like he was putting everyone through a test. Who going to do it? But but damn it, I think we already know that Wesley Matthews ain't going to do it. So this right here, and you really want the MVP, and you're going to complain last season about <clears throat> not getting it. We'll just go out there on national TV and just get it real quick. Four more points. And he, I mean, everyone be like, man, LeBron fought yeah. for all that to beat this team that just went to the finals and beat him again. Blah, blah, blah. There's no AD. All that. It was right there for him. And he had a couple opportunities down the stretch. And, and now you really kept passing it up. Go ahead. And, and now you know what, the, what, what they're saying on social media. You know exactly what they're saying. What it is LeBron really the best player on his team? Yeah, because they can't win without they can't win without AD. So is he really the best player on the team? I think they're five and three without AD, but I see your point. He's definitely the best player on the team. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. But LeBron's the leading MVP candidate. So. If if AD is the best player on the team and LeBron's the leading MVP candidate, you know people are gonna have some people are gonna look at that with a side eye. No, but, I think LeBron's the best player on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we agree. We all think. Oh, LeBron gotcha. Is. But but I'm saying 
people are looking people are looking at it and they're like if if AD's not there and they can't win these games especially against a bad heat team you know they're starting to raise their questions like you see hey man Lillard doing what he's doing without CJ Steph doing what he's doing without Clay and you know the Lakers aren't quite able to do much without AD but me and Demetrius talked about this like off air, but they did trade their entire team for AD as well. So, you know, that that's just that's struggling. That that's if if he's not gonna be there, it's similar to like what we were saying with the Drew Holiday situation. If you're gonna trade both your point guards for him, and then he gonna be hurt himself, like it's just not gonna be. You nope. Know. <laughs> not Especially a when you. Tra- Especially when you train all these people for injury prone people, because AD was already injury prone. Same with Drew Holiday, but hey man, the Lakers got a title out of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Bucks are not going to. So you, the Bucks aren't going to, but they did get a title out of it. They might get another, but the way Brooklyn's rolling, you never know. Even if they match up with Philly, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know what? Hey, man. Speaking of which, <clears throat> you like Sixers like that. end like up like that. losing to the Raptors 110-103. Um, Joel Embiid, quite an MVP performance, 6 of 20, 25.17 rebounds. Tobias Harris also did not quite have an MVP performance, 6 of 17 one for nine from three, 13 points, seven assists. Benson has tried the best he could in his first game back, 28 points, uh, nine rebounds, five assists for him. Thigh ball minus 23 off the bench, not great for him. Zero points in 16 minutes. Uh, Shake minus 24 in one of his first games back, I believe. I think he was back the other game as well. But a minus 24, 3 for 11 from the field for him. A rare game where Norman Powell actually was a minus 26 as well. Weird numbers from this one. 3 of 11 from the field. Siakam, 23 on 8 of 18 shooting. And Boucher, 6 of 8 off the bench. 5 for 6 from deep. Plus 32 and 17 points in 25 minutes. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? It's something that you said because, you know, you're an avid Sixers watcher and I'm not as much. But, you know, um, you were saying that the Maxi Milton lineup is, like, really what was carrying them for the for the beginning part of the season. And it seems like – I know Shake was hurt, but Maxi isn't hurt, and they just decided not to play him. They played your boy Isaiah Joe. They did give him some reps. But I guess they chose him over Maxi. It's like – they're only they only want to play two of the three instead of all three of them, <laughs> which, which doesn't quite make sense to me. But oh, hey, okay. if that's what they're gonna do, you know. No, yeah, man, you got it. I'll let you go right into that. But um, yeah, Toronto just I don't quite. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I don't really know how they won. But you know, <clears throat> to buy, I mean, to 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 buy Tobias Harris, you know, if, if he not MVP, his MVP consideration season, 
then you know. I mean, if he only gonna put up thirteen points on six of seventeen, not looking like the MVP candidate he's been, then they're gonna struggle winning more games because he's definitely been one of the main keys to the team. If it's not him and it's not Seth, then you know it really does all fall on Simmons and Embiid. And Simmons was amazing, but you know they just didn't have enough firepower. And Toronto got enough from Boucher and Siakam and VanVleet. Didn't have enough fire, you know. Go ahead, Darnell. Um, yeah. I know what you see out of this one. Oh, he ready. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the notes shuffling. <laughs> Demetrius is ready. <laughs> yeah, for me, it came down to Ben Simmons was effective, but in that fourth quarter, he only took one field goal. When you score four points, you look at Joel Embiid. He went one for seven from the field, seven points. He did go. He did go to the line six. They made six, five or six free throws, but still, he's got to be more efficient than that. And we look at Tobias Harris throughout the game. He finished with thirteen on six of seven, one for nine for three. He's got to make his threes. We know that. We just overall, you just need more production out of everybody overall, except for obviously yeah. Ben Simmons, who had twenty eight. The bench, yeah. you got no production off the bench. No Tyrese Maxey out there. I don't know why. Korkmaz not doing anything. Uh, he only played well, he, two minutes. Yeah, but yeah, he won that. He won the prom, right? <laughs> he's somebody that you expect to at least get three-point attempts up. But obviously, he's trending towards to being out of the rotation. So, Is for he? Toronto – I mean, if you play two minutes and Isaiah Joe's playing over you, then soon you might not be playing at all. Uh, full disclosure, I didn't mention this, but Cork Miles is a minus 11 in 11 minutes. Maybe minus – maybe worse than that. It might have been minus 15, minus 20, 11 minutes. You said against the Timberwolves? Against the Bulls. Against the Bulls, okay. Friday night. Gotcha. That's part of the reason Joel had to score 50. <laughs> <laughs> he just want he just yeah. want his daily Cork shit. He wasn't awful today, but he was awful the other night. I but he we're talking about him. I didn't say it because I didn't want to <laughs> shit on Cork Mouse ass. I don't think he's the biggest problem. He shouldn't play, but he's not the biggest problem. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, Toronto just had no answer, or they just had Chris Boucher in the fourth quarter scored 11 points. He was the biggest difference. They had enough to end the game. They should have never been able to come back and win this game, but somehow Philadelphia didn't have enough. Bro, why was Thibault of his 23 and 15 minutes, bro? Why the fuck did that happen? Because he can't do anything on offense. Damn. Not anything. All right, it's your time to shine, buddy. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. So, um, yeah, this is. Hold on, before you get to, before you start. Yeah, Thibault was a minus sixteen in three minutes in the first quarter. I'm gonna just put Damn. that out. That nigga <laughs> came on the court and just ruined everything. Jeez. I feel like my guess is he just came out there with Boucher. Boucher was just scoring. Yeah. But I don't know, man, because Dwight Howard only played 10 minutes. I have no idea. 
damn, die ball really came in and fucked up everything. <laughs> Got no defense for that die ball. That's okay, though, because you also maybe shouldn't play, because I already know who they should play. I've been saying it. I don't know how long. Just put Maxi, Joe, and Milton out there together, please. I don't know why we're doing this, but I do know why we're doing this. Same thing that I saw every year that I've been seeing. Um, so full disclosure, I didn't watch this whole game because I was watching Nets, uh, Nets Clippers. And I'm looking, I'm like, early, I'm like, okay, we went out, we got like a 10 point lead. And then we lost it real quick. Turns out it was die ball's fault. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And now <laughs> after we're winning, I'm like, oh, it's great. Great. This is awesome. Um, and so the tight game, and I'm like, well, we'll just pull it. Like, Cause that's what we've been doing this season. I turn the game on. We're, we're, it's like teetering, but now we're like down five, and then we get to down 10. Then the announcers say it, Yeah, the Sixers haven't scored since the 8 30 mark. This is two minutes left in the game. They had a six minute scoring drop <laughs> in the fourth quarter yeah. with an MVP candidate right there, a bunch of shooters, and Ben Simmons. And you know what? Just got out coached. Wonder where I've seen this before same old song with this team. This is why I didn't buy in. I wasn't going to just jump into the water. Oh, the Sixers are going to the finals. Nope. Nope. Oh, the Nets are bad. I don't know if the Nets can match up with the Sixers. The hell? The hell are y'all talking about? <laughs> when, and when have we ever shown the ability to rise up to a challenge like this and overcome it? Ever. Ever. In any playoff series. They haven't done oh, it before. Not Brett one time. Gone. What? Doc Rivers. Brett Brad is gone, and Glenn Rivers is in. Glenn Glenn Rivers he is also in. can't do it. So, a bunch of people who can't do it, everyone's like, oh, the Nets might fucking have a problem with these. Nope, they won't. They will not. They'll beat us in six. If we get there, that's if we can beat the Raptors to get there. If we can beat the Bucks to get there. I'm not so sure. I am not certain we can beat the Bucs. Sounds big. Mm. Oh, y'all can't. Make a move, yeah. maybe. I think uh, we can beat them. Honestly, bro, of all the teams you can't lose to, you can't lose to the Bucks. That's the one team y'all can't lose to. I, <laughs> I would, lose I would to excuse you. I would excuse you because everybody's shown the formula. Everybody's shown the formula to beat the lose. So y'all can't – if y'all got Simmons and Embiid right there, y'all can't lose to, to him. Y'all, y'all just can't lose to Giannis. It's just been proven in the pudding how to beat him. And then y'all have y'all really have the weapons to beat him. That's the thing. So if y'all lose to Toronto, eh, if y'all lose to y'all can't lose to Boston either. Again, y'all just y'all can't just keep losing to Boston. But we can uh, lose to anybody at any time. I don't <laughs> think y'all can lose to Milwaukee. I definitely do. I definitely think it's a possibility. I don't think we will. It's definitely possible. Hey, man, as bad as Budenhoser is as a coach, man, is he worse is than Rivers? Worse? No. <laughs> I mean, they they just do this. They they're pretty similar. They just don't really adjust. Exactly. So. But the Sixers at least have better players than the Bucks. If they if neither team is gonna adjust, if shit gets rough. 
But then if y'all ever have a six minute storm trout, but then they're gonna they're gonna have one right with y'all though. Really, that whole series would just come right down to Chris. If y'all could guard Chris or not. And I think Simmons would be good enough to on fucking Chris Middleton. He better be. What it, sounds like, what it sounds like to me is that you're saying that yes, there is a question that we can lose to the Bucks. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is yeah, we can lose to the Bucks. I don't think I don't think I don't think y'all should. I don't think we should. We definitely shouldn't. That's not the point I'm making. Oh, we should not. But can we? Yes, absolutely. We can lose to anybody anytime. Just don't buy in. Just to buy in. Don't do it. Don't listen to what anyone says. We're sure as <laughs> hell not beating the Nets. There's no way we're beating. Nah. No, no chance. Just good. Just, hey man, just make the just make the conference finals, man. Do it. gonna take a step forward and do something. Nah, it's clear, man. It's over. Second Jimmy left, it was over. I knew it. The real ones knew it. Time to fully admit it. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big loss. That's a big L. Only Simmons gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't you know why? Yeah, I do know why. But if only he gave a fucking if only y'all had a different coach. That's all I can. That's all that would have came down to. He'd be right there with y'all. Yep. He would have took y'all right to the finals. Y'all probably y'all could have won the bitch this year too. We could have won it then. Dude, we could have beat the Warriors team if we could have won it. Jimmy, yeah. t- Jimmy, and in- who the hell would have guarded Embiid? Well, he was still out of shape. Embiid was yeah. still fat then, but I still think it'd have been tough for them to guard him. And they were dying; they were like a decrepit team at that point. That was it, right there. Yeah. All right there. Kawhi got the lucky bounce, stole one. Promise, but it's okay. That would make that would have been crazy. The, the, the Eagles, the Eagles won the year before, and then the 76ers won the next year. That would have been crazy. It was set up, it was right there. We were not supposed to lose to the Raptors either. We really weren't. We were like, Oh, we get the Raptors, yeah. and then we get to beat the Bucks. Oh, yeah, let's go. That was really the thought because we lost every game by just being out coached. And I can see it right now. I'm like, oh, we we about to do the same dumb shit. I got it. I understand it. It'll make me I'm mad, but it has to. Type of coach. <laughs> I got the same type of coach. Yep. Another one that don't make adjustments. Nope. <laughs> it's really crazy how many coaches in these in this league. They just see some shit faltering. And then, the, I mean, again, egos come into play. It's not like with a video game where we don't have to deal with their egos. But, like, still, you got you got to see some shit not working and try to adjust something. No, or you could not. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> okay. Anyway, man, speaking okay. of... Speaking of teams that just are struggling at the moment, 
Hey, man, the Hawks beat the Nuggets 123-115. Honestly, it wasn't really this close because it was a 20-point game in the fourth quarter before it got kind of interesting at the end, but not really one of those fake interesting games at the end. Um, Jamal Murray, 30 points, 11 for 20 shooting. Jokic, 5-15 out there struggling. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, but still not one of these MVP Jokic games that we're used to seeing. Um, for the Hawks, I mean – Trey Young, 35 points, a lot of flopping, 15 assists, 13 free throw attempts. Collins had a rare off game, 5 of 13, 12 points, 11 rebounds. But Capella went crazy, 22 points, 10 rebounds, just bothering Jokic and then scoring over him the other end. Um, Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, this one came down to Trey Young being the best version of himself. He got his 15 assists, got to the free throw line 13 times, took seven threes, made four of them, was 10 of 19 overall for combined 35 points and a plus six. You'll take that from Trey Young. It's not – he's not going to be someone that has a plus minus of – he's not a great defender. Obviously, we know that. So, he has his limitations. But anytime you can get contributions out of Clint Capella – that's a welcome sight. You got double digits out of Herder and Collins, Tony Snell off the bench with Gallinari. And we know Denver can't guard anybody. They have problems defending. And they got good scoring out of Jamal Murray, but you need more out of Jokic. You need more out of Porter. And the bench was solid, but you just need more out of those starters. And you might have had a chance to win a game. But if you're not going to guard anybody, you're going to give them 123. It's going to be tough to beat teams. Yep. Dom, what were your thoughts? The only way this team is winning games is if one of these two score 50. (laughs) (laughs) And even if they score 50, they might lose. So, they're just in a bad They're They're another team that's just injury riddled, and they just don't know what to do. They just don't know what to do with themselves right now, man. They're trying. But with all these injuries and stuff, they're just not able to hang with these teams. Missing Millsap is real bad. Not only were they missing Millsap, they were missing Jim Michael Green as well. So they didn't have so they didn't have any power forwards out there. I mean, I guess Michael Porter Jr. is one, but he's not a defensive power forward. So no, they were missing their defense at the three. And even though it didn't it didn't prove to be too much of an issue because John Collins didn't do too much, but Hey, they're missing. They were missing the offense, and they're missing the defense, because they really, because they need both Jamal and Jokic to, you know, at least, and both of them at least had to need to at least have twenty at all times if they want the games. They can't just they can't just match up for forty five. They got to match up for at least like, at least like fifty. Hey man, the Nuggets they stink right now. Obviously, they are injured, but. That wasn't great for them. Um, Going to another team that stinks like shit. Let's go right up there. Uh Are you talking about about these bums? Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about both of them bums right there. That that OT bum game. Hey, man. The Pelicans (laughs) won 120-115. Yikes. Tatum, 10 for 24. Walker. Kemba, 5 for 21. Jalen Brown, 7 for 23. Just going to leave that there. 
Um, and lose to the Pelicans in overtime. Zion, 11 for 21, 28 points. Ingram, 11 for 22, 33 points. Lonzo at 16 as well. Um, Melly was a plus 18, even though he was one for seven from three. So, yep, they really didn't need to play him. And Josh Hart, 17 points, 10 rebounds is their best guard. Off the bench, he was a plus 18 as well. Uh, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this one came down to Kimball Walker for me. One for 12 from the three-point line, five of 21 overall. They had a 24-point lead, I believe, elite, I believe, and ended up choking in game 120-115. The Celtics have a lot of problems. And mainly it's coming down to Kimba not being the same player that he used to be. He's a shell of himself right now. He can't explode. He can't make jump shots. So, obviously, that knee is still bothering him. Even though he's listed as healthy, he's obviously playing out there compromised. So, if they're going to get 32 from Jason Tatum and 25 from Jalen Brown, somebody else has to step up and give him that third wheel. And Tristan's 14 and Kimba's 14, that's not enough. You need somebody to be closer to the 20 range. And they weren't. And for 115 points is actually a lot to score. So it's just the fact that defensively, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But the Pelicans, Zion, 28 points, 11 to 21, does what he normally does, got you 10 rebounds. You like to see that. Brandon Ingram was amazing with his 33. Josh Hart, amazing, plus 18 out there, 10 rebounds. He's a really good rebounding guard off the bench for New Orleans. Um, not having Steven Adams out there, somebody had to go get rebounds. You guys see her and Gomez when got 13 of them. But the Celtics are a struggling team. We know they have their issues. They're going to continue to have their issues unless they make some moves because I don't think I don't see anybody on this roster that they can go to that can alleviate some of the problems that they're having. You know the beautiful thing about playing Boston? <clears throat> if you can't yeah. play defense, it don't matter because they play defense on themselves. <laughs> Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker are the only people that stop themselves because they take all these dumbass jump shots and miss all of them. <laughs> so... Because we know the Pelicans aren't that good at playing defense. But it don't matter no. in Boston. <laughs> they, they just call, they just going to force that shit up. And they going to miss it. They, all three of them, they took, they took uh, 29 three-pointers together and made seven. The three, not the team, the three of them shot seven for 29 from three. Hey. <laughs> So, I mean, that's bad. That's when the teams be shooting, bro. So, I mean, but we know the Celtics also can play defense because their one defensive player isn't there. Um, Brandon Ingram shot 11 for 22, 5 of 12 from 3 for 33. Uh, Zion, 11 for 21. You know, doing what he does, not missing shots too much. He was actually not making any in the first quarter. But then he was like three for 10 in the first quarter. But I guess he never missed one after. <laughs> he only missed a couple after, but, you know, he didn't miss many. Lonzo shot three to six from three. You know, he's been improving, improving his three-point shooting 
recently. You know, Josh Hart came off the bench, five of ten, two for five from three, 17 points. I mean, it was an OT game. It's two bad teams. Two teams is bad on offense and defense. And um, the Pelicans just got the better of them this game, really. But, again, Boston had a 23-point lead. But the only thing that stops Boston from scoring is Boston because they take stupid shots. And at first I thought it was just Jason. But, no, it's all of them. <laughs> they all take stupid shots all game. All they do it's is contagious, that man. <laughs> they watched him. They, yeah, they were watching him doing, you know what? That looked like fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit looks like fun. How that looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, bro, that's literally how I'll be playing on the court. <laughs> that, shit, that shit look like fun. Them niggas just go out there and just put the bitch up. If there's anything they going to do, they're going to let it fly. But, you know, let it, has not been, it has not been working all season. And they're committed to it. And, again, comes right back down to coaching, bro. The fuck? You tell them niggas to stop doing it? That's all they're going to do? But, hey, man. Until, Mark, until Marcus Smart comes back. Because he's really the only player missing. Until Marcus yeah. Smart comes back, this this team just not gonna do shit. This is an awful team right now, and they I have think, no. They, I think there's nobody they should beat in the play. There's six. There's six in the East now. Toronto's above them now, and really, New York is right there. <laughs> no, New York and Charlotte are right there. The Celtics are 100 play like a play-in team. They are, and they should be a playing team. <laughs> Take them out. I'm tired of seeing them. They're, the only reason they'd be winning games at this point, which has kind of been the case for the last couple seasons, is because they just get a billion foul calls. Yeah. But, like, take the, take the foul calls away. This team isn't good at all. Um, <clears throat> by the way – Trending on Twitter yesterday was Brad Stevens should get fired. Overrated. overrated. <laughs> Brad Stevens sucks. Um, I mean, yeah, these dudes just go out there. They do the same dumb shit every night. To make this one worse, the, the reason this is bad, in overtime, Robert Williams was trying to save everything. He really – Yeah, he was their best player out he there. He was giving it all he had, but couldn't do it. He was guarding everyone, and they still just kept taking dumb shots. Um, but what I will say is, and yeah, there's no Marcus Smart either, so that's obviously huge. But <clears throat> the Pelicans came from behind 13 in the fourth quarter. As we've noted throughout this entire season, they're a notoriously bad team with a lead. They don't come back on anybody. <laughs> Not down <laughs> double digits, bro. So... A 13-point overcome deficit. And we already know what was happening. I had to watch it. They were jacking threes and missing them. <laughs> Dumb shit for no reason at all. None. I'm talking zero reason. <laughs> they just, bro, they just... <laughs> what the fuck? 
Yep. <laughs> it's like, bro, they they all the prop the biggest problem with it is that they all have the ability to drive. It's not like it's not like they can't drive. Like they all have dribble moves and they can all blow by people. And the Pelicans already aren't good at defense. But for some dumb reason, when we were watching, it's not like I'm just guessing. They just keep shooting for no reason. They just keep shooting jump shots, mid-ranges, threes, whatever it is. They just keep shooting. It's like, bro, go to the basket. Do something. Not only can they drive, but they get every call, too. So it's like, (laughs) it really makes no sense. (laughs) I'm telling you, bro, they just young, young and having fun. And honestly, again, that's honestly, this is probably why Kyrie wanted to leave because them niggas got too confident in themselves. And now they just, they just do whatever the fuck they want to do. Like at first, at first, everybody was blaming Kyrie, you know, how Kyrie fucked them all up. But I'm like, the way they play is so dumb. I can see why he wanted to go at this point. They even got to the foul line 34 times. Like Tatum got there 13 times. They just stopped driving. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And if you really think about it, Jalen Brown had nine free throws, so that's like four more shots. Tatum had 13, so that's like six more shots. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. I mean, we know them three got to be the ones, but damn. (laughs) All three of them can't be inefficient. Bro, Kemba Kemba shot under 25%, and then Jalen Brown shot under 33%. And then Tatum, this was the best. It was probably like 40. 41, yeah. Yeah. 41, 47. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if all four of them, I mean, if all three of them going to be inefficient. And play fake defense. Oh, yeah. We've, we've been watching. We've been watching. We've been watching. <laughs> and Jalen Brown is not shit on defense. He's not a damn thing. Kemba Walker takes the best player, and Jalen just got to take the second best. <laughs> Marcus Smart takes the best player, not Kemba I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Marcus, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. Marcus what Smart takes he? the best player on defense. You knew who I meant, though. Yeah. <laughs> Once you start playing offense and become too good offensively, like you get promoted from playing, having to play defense. Get like, that's somebody else's job. Like, you, that, would you know, to, just... <laughs> that would happen to Kawhi and Paul George. Sound about right. Exactly. Pretty, yeah. pretty much, honestly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, Paul George was all. Paul George was always kind of offensive player, though. That's a little different. He wasn't Indiana. He he even wasn't OKC too. I guess I guess the I guess on the Clippers he heard. Kawhi was better at defense, so he just said, fuck it, you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Kawhi's job. <laughs> and Kawhi said, bro, if I'm going to score all the time, hey, man, let, let's actually, let's just get into it, this fucking game. Like, nigga, if you, if you can't fucking shoot either, <laughs> <laughs> you can't score either, you bum. All right, let's get right into this nonsense of the night here. The Nets right into the twins end up beating. Yeah, the Nets end up beating the Clippers 112 108 behind a robbery, but it's okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving 
12 for 23, 28 points. James Harden was incredible. 37 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, one huge flop down the stretch. Um, big game for him, and that's really all they needed. Bruce Brown as well, 13. Um, he was making a lot of crucial buckets around the basket. Um, <clears throat> and for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard tried nine for 19 out there, uh, 29 points. Paul George was actually great down the stretch, 12 and 19, 34 points for him. But, hey, man. Lulin's going to go out there and be two of 11. You're just not going to be able to get it done. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? I mean, I saw the stars. I saw the stars light up. I saw, you know, Harden go out there with 37. Paul George go out there with 34, being a better Jalen Brown than Jalen Brown. Kawhi Leonard going out there 9 and 19, being a better Jason Tatum than Jason Tatum. But you feel me? They were missing the bench. They were missing the bench production, which is actually the same issue as Boston. So you know <laughs> they're playing right like they're doppelgangers in the East over there, looking straight like them, and they really have the same issues because they're pretty much the same team. You know, Patrick Beverly is basically Marcus Smart because he's their he's their real defender. He was out there, but it didn't matter because he can be out there guarding most people. Kyrie Irving is not most people. <laughs> so Kyrie Irving still did exactly what the fuck he wanted to do. 12 of 26. Harden did exactly what he wanted to do. 13 of 25. Went to the free throw line a bunch of times. And <clears throat> really, I was watching in the game. I said it. What really makes them dang- – what makes these two better than Durant? Because I think at this point – I think it's pretty clear Durant's like – third best player on the team at this point what really makes them different is that both of them are like really getting assists like Kyrie's passing just as much as hard not not just as much obviously hardly in the league in assists but you know they're both getting everybody else involved it's like they it's like I think they're I think they have more fun playing with each other than they do with Durant honestly (laughs) like the the offense just be flowing Offense just be flowing, and you know Durant. Obviously, I don't think they're going with a title. Durant out there, but with Durant there, you know, that's that's hey man. They just beat these. They just beat these dudes without him. So you know when Durant comes back, it's it's going to be crazy out there. Um, DeAndre wasn't useless this game. He was at, he's actually had the 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 saving. He's actually the saving grace of the game because like. I think Kyrie missed a three, which he was doing all night. He was missing all the all the clutch threes and everything. But then he missed one. And then Marcus Morris, for some reason, was trying to box out DeAndre. Well, I know why, because DeAndre sucks. But he didn't suck for this one moment. He got a he got a he got a uh, put back tip layup at the end, hit right off the backboard, fell in. Kawhi drove down the court. He elbowed hard in the face. They gave it a foul. And oh my God! Harden went to the free throw line. <laughs> Elbowed him in the face. He says, in the, "Right, right in the beard, straight in the beard." It didn't hurt him because he got that big ass beard there protecting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> and then Harden went right over to the free throw line like he always does. Harden is almost the reason they lost the game too, though. He missed. Two straight free throws. That's literally what his whole career has been based about, free throws. So, 
he made them and they didn't score again. And for some reason, I don't know why, but they took Paul George out of the game. I don't know if he was on a miss restriction. I don't know if they just don't trust him down the stretch. <laughs> but he was on a miss restriction. Reason. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as he, it was like as soon as he was getting hot too. They were like, all right, all right, all right, you're doing too much now. You're doing too good. <laughs> hey, man, we don't need you taking a spot like tonight. It's Kawhi night. Darn out over your thoughts. Yeah, I thought the Nets, they played well. Obviously, you got a great performance out of James Harden, 37 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, continuing to lead the league in assists. Kyrie was doing Kyrie thing, 28 points, eight assists, four rebounds. He wasn't really shooting the ball from the three-point line that well. A lot of them were in and out. He got to the free throw line twice, made uh, made a pair. But Kyrie's tough to guard. Everyone knows that. He has a ray of moves that he can hit you with at any time. He changes pace well. He plays really, really good off the bounce. He can hit the pull-ups. He can spot up. We know his array of moves. Harden's the same way. We know everything Harden brings to the table. And when they're playing out there together, it's just like no matter what you throw at them defensively, they have an answer for it because they have two of the the game's best isolation scores, and that kind of trumps everything you can do at the defense when you can just – it's it's like the old saying, there's no defense for for better offense or for good offense. So – that's kind of what we saw out there tonight. Kawhi had some possessions where he played good defensively, but he was just getting cooked by James Harden because James Harden is just an electric Harden. offensive player. <laughs> and for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, he tried his best, 29 points, 9-19 shooting. You like to see him shoot a little bit better from the field, but he was 5-9 from three, went 6-6 six six from the free throw line. He's got to continue to improve the – in that facilitating role, obviously, that's not his strong suit. We mentioned that a lot. But Paul George was amazing, 34 points. But that minutes restriction kind of hit it, had kind of hit at the wrong time. They would have liked to have him in those moments, possibly to give Kawhi Leonard some help. But I look at Lou Williams and think, You've got to – I've got to get better than 2 of, two of 11. He's not, he's not been struggling like he was earlier in the season. He, there was a little stretch where he got a little hot and he played some good games you know, consecutively. But Lou Williams has to be better for them off that bench because outside of Zubat, if Marcus Morris isn't going, then that's pretty much everybody you have. And Reggie Jackson's not, you know, going to do much for you out there. He's not that great of a player at this stage of his career. So I think the Clippers, if they want to seriously contend for a championship or to make it to the Western Conference Finals, they have to strengthen up their bench a little bit. And I, I like to see what kind of move they make as the deadline approaches. I think if they want to make it to the Western Conference Finals, it falls on the shoulder of one person, honestly. And it's somebody we haven't mentioned, but he's been struggling. And – you know, one of the big reasons why <clears throat> the Raptors have been so good for the past couple of years, like when they won the title and then the, and then the year after and everything, mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka's really just not been 
what he's been doing. Like he was four of eight out there, but he's really he really isn't having an impact anymore. Like he's just he's just kind of old and slow out there at this point. He's really not doing too much yeah. out there. Yeah. So I think I think he's gonna be the key if they want to make a if they make a deep playoff push. Cause like you can't have because like Zubac was cool today, but again, this team has no center. Zubac isn't as good in most games. So normally it's gonna fall on Surge. And you know, Surge, if Surge just wants to be a So he gotta make some of them. He got he has to stretch the floor, and you know Pat Bev's been one of the better shooters as well. But you know he was one of four. Again, like like I was saying, they're similar. They're they're so similarly formatted to the Celtics. They really have the exact same issues. The only difference is that the Clippers have a yeah. slightly deeper bench. I wouldn't say slightly. They have a better bench, but. Their their starting five is literally like the exact same thing as as the other. Yep. So, you know, even even Lou Will is basically Kemba. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like look real, looking at the rosters, it really is a mirror. <laughs> Reggie Jackson is basically Jeff Teague at this point. <laughs> like it really is just a mirror of each other. It's crazy. Zubac is pretty much Tristan Thompson. Serge Ibaka is basically Daniel Tice. Beverly is Marcus Smart, like I said. So they have the same issues, and neither of them can really, you know. At first, it looked like the Clippers had a chance. And at first, it looked like the Celtics had a chance. But we see the limitations of the team. And, you know, yeah. even though the, the, the Clippers wing, the Clippers two stars are better, than the Celtics too. I mean, it's the same limitations that they both have. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, first off, the, the Clippers did get robbed in this game. Can't can't forget that fact. It wasn't a charge. James Harden flopped. He got the call. Um, huge call, obviously, late in the game. But it is what it is. You're gonna get robbed because they don't respect you. Um. I mean, you know, and, and the Nets are just showing, yeah, they can they can kind of win with any combination of the two. Um, they went 5-0 and in this road stretch. They're going to the finals. This is what it is. They don't care. Centers don't matter. Yeah. This has been proven yet again. They don't matter. But as far as Ibaka, yeah, the problem was, yoke. hey, they're 16-14. and 14. <laughs> Is what it is. Um, the problem really was that Serge Ibaka was out there and DeAndre Jordan, they did, he couldn't guard the pick and roll. And so DeAndre Jordan was getting oops or they were getting easy buckets. And it was just too easy every time for them out there. Um, and I think it was him and Batum. I think they both just need a break. All-star break is right there. But I mean, they're going to need that before the postseason as well for them to play at the farm. They need to play for the Clippers to make any type of noise or any type of run. Um, no, I mean, this is what it is. I mean, James Harden, fat James Harden is maybe the second best player in the league right now. He just keeps doing it night and night out. Tuned it up. He said, I'm going to try. Um, Pat Bev was in his face early, kind of bothering him. Then he was like, you know what? Fuck this. Let me I, go still, and score. I, still have, I still have Steph over him. But I think it's a debate between Steph and Harden. 
always a debate between those two. I'll take Harden right now. Mainly, honestly, if I'm being fair, the main reason is because he's a better team. So it's like more relevant yeah. to the situation. Um, you, you might be right. Yeah, speaking of be better, but, yeah. Harden also plays the most. Speaking of which, so. I was gonna say the the MVP ladder. The like they redid the MVP ladder a couple of days ago. So I was just gonna say over the weekend. So ten is James Harden. Nine is Kawhi Leonard. Eight is Kevin Durant. Seven is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Six is Donovan Mitchell. Five is Nikola Jokic. Four is Stephen Curry. Three is Damian Lillard. Two is Joel Embiid. And one is obviously the king himself. So, when did they do this? The list. Uh, three days ago. All right. So it was before. It was before the fiasco. So it was like Friday. It was like gotcha. Friday. Friday or Thursday, probably. Yeah, I got an issue with that list. I I have an issue, but it's the same issue. It's been every time, so it's whatever. It's fine. He going he going to stay right there. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can matter. tell the facts don't matter in the situation. So you know what? Oh. You know what? It's fine. Oh, all, all I'm gonna say. I I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now because that was just after the Nets game. And then the heat one just happened. So I want to, we're going to see it. We're going to see what happens with that. Because I can't, I can't. I think after this stretch, <clears throat> I think after this stretch, they got to, they got to switch Harden and Durant. Even, I would switch Harden and Durant and I'll replace Durant with Kyrie. Durant not even playing and they winning the games. <laughs> and Durant. He did win them games early when there was nobody else there. And they had everybody on the trade. He won like one or two. Kyrie did the same thing. Yeah. Kyrie did it too. So did Harden. They've all done it. They've all won games by themselves this year. KD. Ain't nobody sleep on KD. I'm watching. I'm watching the games. He's the third best player out there. Nah, KD ain't the third best player. I can't even tell you what ranking I put him, but KD not third. Well, then he's second. He's not third. He's not first. Oh, no. He's not the most important player on the I, team. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not the most important player. I mean, yeah. in terms of right. overall, who's the who's the best overall player? I still don't even know if it's him. It might be hard. I think it's Harden. I wouldn't be mad at Harden because Harden can pass mm-hmm. better than, like, if you look at scoring, I think it's all close. But as far as the passing is what – I don't think – put it this way. Harden is a better passer than Durant is a defender. So if that's the only separator, then I would give the nod to James Harden. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That go that go on state defense is down the drain. <laughs> he did that shit for like two years. It was like, you know, it's just a lot of effort. <laughs> oh yeah. Because he, he also did have- he was he was <laughs> he was nice as shit on defense on on Golden State. Again, and then he also did have Draymond and Clay right the fuck there though. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Like his job was to switch. Be good at switching. But like for a couple <laughs> seconds. If Clay's gonna guard the best guard, and Draymond's gonna guard the best big. Yeah, that is the the Jalen Brown effect. <laughs> Jalen Brown, all of them. You can't even say Josh Richardson. He's just going straight to Jalen Brown at this point. Josh Richardson is what gave us the whole uh, the whole uh, knowledge of that to me. Josh but Josh Richardson, but Josh Rivers Richardson wasn't supposed to be as good on defense as Jalen Brown was. Jalen Brown was supposed to be a defensive, you know, all defensive, like second team type player. Josh Richardson was supposed. To I don't know if Josh was ever defense. Huh? He was Josh supposed was to. Supposed to... <laughs> Might be making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Yeah. Nah, sets sets offense completely offsets his defense. Yeah. Um, Even though Seth hasn't been doing much much for y'all either. Nah, he's doing enough. He's spacing the floor. Um. Yeah. Really quick. Other news and notes: Timberwolves coach Ryan Saunders fired. They're starting off seven and twenty-three. Kind of unfair, but you know, I mean, yeah, whatever. They always lose down the stretch, so I kind of just. Uh, that is what it is. They were never healthy. They never really had Russell or Colin A. Towns, but 7 and 23 is 7 and 23 10 day. So, you know what? <laughs> yep. Is what it is. So, how about the Timberwolves really making a push for worst run team in the league? So they just continue. I had a coach after 30 games. Oh, they're always up there. They're always up there. Oh, yeah. We, we just don't talk about them. Just nobody cares about them. But now we care yeah. about them. <laughs> well, thanks to one person. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, let's start with Darnell. Player of the weekend, game of the weekend, coach of the weekend, dickhead of the weekend. All right, so my player of the weekend is going to be Joel Embiid with 50 points and 17 rebounds against the Chicago Bulls on Friday in a 112-105 victory. My game of the weekend is Charlotte-Golden State as Charlotte pulls ahead 102-100 behind Terry Rozier. It's a game-winning buzzer beater from the left side. And... My coach of the weekend goes to it's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Nick Nurse for beating Toronto on Sunday 110-103. And my dickhead of the Philly. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Philly. What did I say? You said Toronto. I got what you, you said something you said for beating Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant for beating Philly. But, yeah, for my dickhead of the weekend, it's got to go to Draymond Green for getting ejected with under 10 <laughs> seconds left of a two-point game, blowing the team, blowing the lead, and then losing by, yeah, all of that, all that transpired, not knowing time and place, 
just again with the referees and the ejections and the technical fouls with Draymond, it's like a reoccurring thing. He cost them a championship with this. Like, when is he ever going to learn his lesson? But obviously, it wasn't this weekend, and that's why he gets the award. Tom, what are your answers? Player of the weekend. I said if it was Friday, I would give it to him. But you know what? You know the fuck what? He's a shocker. Giving it to him anyway. Yeah. Because he broke broke the weekend. (laughs) So, give it to Anthony Edwards. It's 3 of 14 game. It's no matter what. He was 3 of 14. He was still the talk of the entire weekend. So, you know what? (laughs) He deserves it. Coach of the weekend. Give it to Scott Brooks. Because he got the... He really got the Wizards rolling. He got them. He got them. He got them going crazy out now. I mean, I know they're. I know they're. Uh, you know, they're healthy now. But he really has. I'm watch, like when we watch the games, he really does make good adjustments out there. Like he's not like he doesn't just watch it fall. Like how like how when we were watching the uh, when we didn't play um, Denver last week, and Mike Malone just watched that twenty point lead fumble. He, Scott Brooks is like. Nah, let's let's get this lead. Let's kind of make sure we got it. And again, the Wizards really don't be out of games. They really don't. Like they they might get blown out occasionally, but they normally fight with everybody. So you know, and they just beat a they just beat a Portland Trailblazers team that's been rolling. They've been going crazy out there. You know, I think Scott Brooks deserves it. Game of the weekend got to go to both of them bums out there, the bums of the East. The Boston Celtics and the bums of the West, the New Orleans Pelicans. It was honestly an entertaining game. And it was, and you know, every time it's a close game, I get to watch the Celtics lose. It's always entertaining. And I always love it. So, you know, I'm going to give it to that one. Dickhead of the weekend, you already know. The gift that's always there. We love you. And he, he, he be making a push. We always talk about him. We always have to talk about him because. When he wasn't there, the team was awful. When he is there, he's also liable to do some dumb shit at any given moment. And we love him for it. So, you know, Draymond Green, there you go. Two texts in the same play. Ten seconds left in the game. You know, we love him for making our jobs easy. It's not even about the jobs. It's just a pure, it's just a pure enjoyment of watching somebody do something so stupid and ruining the entire game for no reason. Um, my player of the weekend, I'm giving it to this guy because he's shown me the light. I won't do it, but I really just want to eat a pizza because of this man. He showed you, you know what? Just be yourself, man. Just be you and just be great. James Harden making an MVP push showing people everyone everyone over the weekend was like man you know it was like it was like it was supposed to be dame outroar outrage but it's really become james harden why is he not a starter again um as he just continues to lead this team um two primetime games two primetime wins so uh, do you take out do you take out Kyrie or do you yes, take out yes Bradley i take Beal? out Kyrie I'm not taking out Bradley Beal taking out Kyrie okay. Kyrie was also gone for two weeks. So if we're gonna that's the reason James Harden isn't an Eastern Conference All-Star is because he wasn't there. Kyrie was also not there. Um 
Game of the weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Nets Clippers. It was a great game. It, only reason y'all didn't put it first is because it was a robbery at the end, and it made it completely unfun because it was actually the best game of the weekend to me. But it was just you know if, it's if it went out, if it went OT, I think. Who's fault is that? Hey man, they hey you know what it shows me that's Kawhi's elbow's fault for yeah. for putting his elbow into Harden's beard. I can't even do mine without interruption. That's really crazy. I just I don't interrupt anyone else when they do. But you brought us in. You brought us in. You said we know it would have been y'all's. Because it would have been. So that doesn't mean talk. I'm busy. I'm talking. I'm trying to continue. I'm trying to educate people, man. It's my turn. (laughs) It's my (laughs) turn. Um, yes, that's my uh, game of the weekend. Hopefully the NBA wakes up and gives people two challenges because having one is dumb. Um, my coach of the weekend, I'm going to I'm gonna go Nick Nurse as well. Man, he's fighting. Won a game. Yeah. He coached a better team. What else can you say, man? It was very impressive what he did. Um, I just did everything he needed yeah, to so- do. And he he got his team to rally against the dunk. So, you know, they're gonna somehow beat the Timberwolves after having the entire <laughs> entire internet broken and still withstand it and win the game. Hey man, that's just great coaching. And my dickhead of the weekend, this dude right here, man. <laughs> I think I I think he's the dickhead MVP right now because not only is he getting it, it's to the point where you can't even argue it. I, 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 there's not even anyone else I can even think about giving it to. Ryan's son just got fired, and I can't give it to him because Draymond <laughs> was that bad. <laughs> like, he got fired from the Timberwolves, and I really can't even give him consideration. That is how, that is how dumb with Draymond. Draymond had a chance to really, to actually, in a reverse way, kind of ruin Steph's, you know. MVP buzz a little bit if they beat the Hornets without him. But then it's again, it's like, damn, Steph really got to fight through this idiot. And this is really his second player to <laughs> win games. With him. <laughs> like, how is he doing? <laughs> so, hey, man. Good job, Draymond, man. We love it. Helping stuff. I, I know it. It was all a ploy to help Steph out. Can't win without him. He knows that. <laughs> He understands it completely and fully. So great job, Draymond. So if he got look like so if he got look like the dickhead, you know what? <laughs> He's taking the fall. But we're too close to quite, the it's quite honorable. Yeah. You know what? That that's that's player of the weekend material right there, honestly. It is. Those are what he if did. Only if only <laughs> if only he broke the internet doing it. <laughs> it's all about timing, man. This happened to be an unfortunate yeah. time. He broke the internet last time. You can't break it every two weeks. He just snapped he definitely that did it that the first time. <laughs> Steph was right the fuck there. Yo, yo bro. <laughs> he said, nah, bro, let me get this foul. <laughs> Do I feel like being called a bitch? No. I'm just going to let it go. And Draymond repaid the favor. It's like, I can be dumb with him there. Hey, I can be stupid with him. Gone. Speaking of, speaking of calling somebody a bitch, 
last oh, night man. during the game. Yeah. During the game, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, a, a, a regular, a regular rotation player on the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nets, sat out there and called Paul George pussy. And I'm just like, damn, bro. Paul George really losing respect all throughout the league. I don't even know what he did at this point. <laughs> like, like, okay, Devin Booker, they kind of on the same level because you can kind of argue who's better, Devin Booker or Paul George. But, bro, Bruce Brown, my nigga. Damian Lillard again. Blue is better. But you can they at least kind of been in discussion. They've both been in MVP discussions, bro. Not Bruce Brown. That's like Josh Jackson calling Ben Simmons a bitch. <laughs> and then here's the, so the, like, here's, who the fuck are you? Here's the crazy thing about it: Josh Jackson got ejected for that. Bruce didn't even get a tech. He didn't even get a technical foul. They just went on like nothing happened. <laughs> like it no, tells you all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Tells you about the Pistons versus the Nets right there. <laughs> That tells you. I'm gonna say more about Paul George's respect, but I guess like that's that's a good point as well. Anyway, man, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you guys listening, man, for our weekend review. Um, tonight should be an interesting night. We get Lakers, Wizards. That's it. That's all we really need. We also get Blazers, Suns. So that's a good one. That's all well. we need, actually. All, no, I don't even care. I'm I'm watching. I'm fully invested. Oh wait, that game's earlier. Yeah. I'm fully invested. Lakers Wizards. Let's go. Russell Westbrook versus LeBron James. Let's watch it. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Damn, Bradley. Bradley, an All Star game starter, and it's Russell Westbrook versus LeBron James. <laughs> uh, bro, if Westbrook not playing, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Damn. Amen. Thank you guys. So Bradley, it's my boy. Congrats to Bradley. Game, you know, we we've spoke we spoke it right into existence here. We made sure that shit happened. At the no matter what, we did our jobs, and now the world knows that he exists. So. so you know the best part about it. What's the best part about it? Neither of the Boston's who started. Huh? The best part. So neither Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown started. That's the part of it all. Oh, man. <laughs> the best part. The best part of it all. All right. Because you know the NBA wanted them to make to, to be in it so bad. Interesting, actually. We're gonna find out Tuesday if they made it or not. But for Darnell Jones and Dom. This was Demetrius, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Next time, DDD, rep the team.